Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to let you know real quick that we got an email up. Uh, so if you want to send in your comics, comments, critiques, or questions, please feel free to do so. Let us know what you think about the show. It's thesis.jmarie at gmail.com. T-H-E-S-I-S dot J-M-A-R-E at gmail.com. Please send in your comments, questions. You get a shout-out on the show. Also, I want to give you all a little trigger warning. Um, you might not like what I got to say today, so if you're easily offended, if, uh, you know, if you're a little snowflake, whatever, I would suggest, uh, you turn the show off and, uh, go listen to NPR. Cue the music! Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. I mean, the Persian Empire's army was so big, they would dry out the rivers. But Herodotus says that in his, in his book. When, when all my life, growing up through the 80s, all I remember being taught at school is that we should be colorblind. But now it seems like these people that call themselves progressives are looking back past the civil rights to where now I should care about what skin color I am or the other person is. Educate yourself, open your eyes. Don't be led around like sheep or cattle. Government will always push its boundaries, no matter who is in charge. Today's show, I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, like legalization and things like that. When markets get saturated, only the strong survive. We see the crossover from what religion teaches us about behaviors, and we can see the proof in the science. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm not scared of the pandemic. You know why? Because I know that there's something greater than all of this. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. Three, two, one. We are on the air. Thesis, everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How's it going out there, guys? Coming to you live from Zombie Land. So if you hear gunshots, uh, don't worry, I'm safe. That's just how the neighborhood is. Thanks for stopping by today. I hope you find yourself well. Um, I've been doing a little research, (laughs) and I wanted to get with you guys. uh, You know, um, this is thesis after all, and uh, we like to get down. So um, we've had a couple weeks now. Uh, to look at and to think about um, everything that was going on. Uh, you remember the show uh, about the riots that I did? That was uh, when it all have first started happening, and that was basically like three weeks ago now. And uh, and, and I wanted to come back uh, and revisit some of that stuff since it's since it's been a few weeks, and now we can kind of look at everything and kind of dissect it a little bit and see and see what we can. Um, you know, see what we can figure out about this. Uh, of course, if you did hear the show about the riots, then you do remember uh, some of the points that I was bringing up about these movements. I actually recently went back um, just a couple days ago and redid um, The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. Uh, it's, um, the, the, the title is Thoughts on the Nature of Mass Movements. Um, and uh, he examines mass movements throughout history, um, from from the Jewish people escaping Egypt to the Nazis to the uh, Soviets. You know, he, he looks at he looked at many movements 
peaceful and otherwise. Uh, and he breaks it down. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, and it gives you a lot of insight into, let's say, the mentality of the people uh, who are involved in these type of movements. Uh, the reason I'm bringing up the movements is because, you know, what we have going on to, these days or today and for the past several weeks now um, is a movement, right? And, uh, you know, we don't do politics here. Uh, we don't do partisan politics. I am a conservative and I do believe in the high, higher ideal principles. Uh, so we're going to examine some of the things, um, uh, what's going on, but we're going to try to examine everything. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to look at it philosophically and then we're going to try to examine the law and stuff. And um, I, I, want, I want this to be a little bit educational. Um, okay, let's start off and let's go back to, to when it all first started, right? Uh, uh, with George Floyd when he lost his life. You know, I, I at first, you know, and here's the thing with the confusion, when everything starts popping off right away, there's a lot of confusion going on, right? Now, there, there, there were people out there. There were people out there who are just protesting, right? But then there's another element in the crowd who, who starts breaking windows and starts spray painting walls and Melotov cocktails and burning stuff. That's a separate element. Okay, now we know because we like to dig and we like to ask questions. Now we can see that the second element who, who was doing damage um, kind of inserted themselves into what was going on, right? People are wanting to protest, police brutality, fine. Um, First Amendment guarantees that right to peaceful assembly and, and, and to protest the government, right? Uh, to petition the government pro, uh, peacefully. So there's, there's, there's separate groups. There's the peaceful protesters who are just there to want to make their voices heard. And there's plenty of videos of that. Uh, and then we brought it up on the other show too. Then we have these cats who come in the black mask and everything, you know, uh, Antifa types. Uh, spray painting walls, breaking windows, and kind of uh, inserting themselves into into the spontaneous. Maybe I'll take that back. Some of it is spontaneous. Some of it is organized. Uh, which is nothing wrong with organ with organizing uh, rallies. I mean, the Tea Party does it. Every you know, all groups or organize their their quote unquote troops. You know, their 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 people in on the field organize for rallies, for protests, whatever, and that's fine. We can do that. We have that right. Um, and of course, we know the difference between um, peacefully protesting and then those who come in and start damaging property, and that's a whole other thing. But see, they do it under the cover of the the African American, the mainly African American people who were gathered in mass throughout many different cities, trying to show um, their their feelings about what was going on. You know, um, plenty of videos out there. If you search, if you see. You know, we talked about it. I brought se several of them up last time where these kids, you know, white kids, it doesn't matter their skin color, but, you know, this, the left likes to show, you know, point out color. So, you know, white kids in black masks and stuff come and start pa painting BLM on the walls next to the group of African-Americans who are peacefully protesting. And the lady even screams at them like, what are y'all doing? You know, we're going to get blamed. OK, so we know that. OK. Now, we know that for sure now, three weeks later, because there's plenty of evidence out there, okay? 
Um, and at first, in the very first instance, instances, you know, it's, it's not that, see, and, and it gets a little confusing, like I was saying earlier, because <clears throat> it seems like some people are willingly uh, participating in deceit, or maybe not deceit, but the messaging, uh, false narrative, uh, something, right? Um, let's see. So at first, when everybody started uh, wanting to sh uh, show to voice their opinion, right, publicly. And I even remember hearing it on the Twitters and on the medias and everything, social media, that it's about police brutality, that this would, that's what it was always about, was police brutality. Let's stop police brutality, right? That's, what it's, that's a noble cause. That's a good cause, you know? Um, right? Police brutality, great. Let's stop police brutality. But have you noticed, though, what it has become now. So, you know, now it's become about tearing down statues and the founders were racist and slaveholders and, and like everything you could think of, you know. Um, it, it's, it's almost like, let, it's almost like it, everything's being attacked. All of our institutions. Defund the police, you know. Um, knocking down statues and uh, everything, everything. Um, when originally this was supposed to be something about police brutality. How easily and how quickly these things devolve. Now, I want to ask my African-American brothers and sisters out there, is this what you signed up for? Like, what's going on in Seattle, for instance? Now, that's a whole other state. I'm, we're in Texas, but see, look, these things are happening throughout the country. These, these groups, right, these mass gatherings, and these Antifas wanting to take over uh, and break stuff, and, you know, like the Wendy's got burned down, um, where, where um, the gentleman, uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name, but the gentleman that got shot at the Wendy's, they burned down the Wendy's. I mean, what the fuck fault is the owner of that Wendy's, you know? Uh, but see, but when mob mentality, mob rule, you know, everything's out the window. Everything that protects us, order, law, order, and then restraint of the people, you know, uh, amongst each other, it all gets thrown out the window, and then the rules of the jungle come in. You know, whoever it was that burned it, whatever, there's some stories out there that it might have been the girlfriend, whatever, that, that doesn't matter. But the thing is that this is, this is, this is what you get um, when when there's a constant um, fuel being thrown on fire, on the fire, you know. Now, we we seem to be having a problem uh, in society. Now, mind you, I try to remind myself constantly that what's on the socials doesn't really represent reality. You do get an idea of people's thoughts and ideas, but there's a lot of fuckery out there in the so on the socials, you know? People jabbing at each other, trolling each other, or whatnot, you know? 
Uh, you can't even tell what's real uh, nowadays. Um, but but I've seen videos, you know, where where people are asked to kneel. You know, a black dude asked a white chick to to kneel for him because he's black, and I get, you know, I'm sure she was, you know, nervous or whatever, so she did it. Um, and then on the socials. Um, it seems like um, if you if you don't say the term Black Lives Matter, if you say All Lives Matter, then you're some sort of Nazi or or, or something like that, or you're a racist. I mean, look how stupid look how stupid these ideas are. You know, um, The idiocy that we've that we've devolved into, especially right now, it's it's crazy. It's almost like the twilight zone. My friends and I joke, and I mean, you know, it all started with the Corona lockdown, and that's why I was saying, um, you know, coming to you live from Zombieland because this thing, this this whole year has been fucking crazy. But now what we're seeing today is is more uh, emblematic of a bigger problem that we have uh, in society. And it is not systemic racism, not one bit. That's what the um, ideologues want you to think is the problem. Uh, but I think we have a bigger problem going on uh, right now. Uh, you know, just looking at the news and seeing what's going on, you know, with the, the thing about the statues, you know, so, 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 so when something started out as a protest against police brutality, somehow evolved into let's tear down statues of Confederate monuments, let's cancel, I don't know how many, you know, Gone with the Wind, and like all the ridiculousness. If you say all lives matter, you're a racist. That's ridiculous. Um, things are getting out of hand a little bit. Um, in the past few months, we've seen, we've seen us go from lockdowns and arguing about being able to open up our businesses. You know, those folks were being called racist, and um, you know, and and they didn't care about, you know, about people's health because they just wanted to open up their business. So they're greedy. They just wanted money. You know, you all remember that. Some of you even participated in that in the, on the socials, you know. I called some of y'all out on that. Well, not you specifically, my listeners, but the folks out there. I called folks out. I called out folks who were doing this, right? And now, all of a sudden, when it comes to these protests, nobody gave a fuck about Corona. Nobody gave a fuck about social distancing. No, it was fine here, right? But just to show you the fuckery that goes on in the media. They demonized the business owners who wanted to open up. They demonized them. They, they raised high, up high, the protesters, you know, uh, emblematic of, of, um, of champions of truth and liberty, uh, you know. And now, several weeks after um, these protests and stuff, you know, the the media says there's numbers going up, uh, coronavirus positives or whatever. 
Uh, and then now they blame southern states, uh, you know, conservative governors, let's say, for opening up too early and, and not even mentioning the thousands and thousands of people that were gathered in mass throughout the country. You know, so this is the kind of fuckery that goes on, you know, and all mixed together. It, it's really confusing. You know, there's this <laughs> there's this theory out there. Um, um, something like the Clive and Piven theory. It's it's really odd. You can Google it, and it's something like uh, you know, where everything is just gets thrown at you at the same time. You know, because if you notice, everything is, um, you know, the far left. You know, the ideologues, the 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 um, I don't even know what we want to call these folks. The counter revolutionaries. You know, the anarchists, the antifas. Look how far they've gone, you know. These people are tyrannical, you know. They are emblematic of what they say they fight against. They say they are anti-fascist, yet they are the fascist. When, when, if you say it's okay to punch a quote-unquote Nazi, you are the fascist. It's not okay to punch anybody. If you think it's okay to... To punch a quote-unquote racist person, you're the fascist. If you think it's okay to hit a person because they're wearing a MAGA hat, then you're the fucking fascist. And you're a little fucking bitch for doing it. I'm done with this shit. You know, where we come from, we don't play that shit. We don't play that shit. You know, some of you folks that, that do these things, like you see videos of, of people, um, you know, uh, um, bullying or um, harassing, you know, and see, and it's always some bigger dude harassing some kids, you know, with the MAGA hat or an old lady or an old man, like fucking punks, man. You know, size somebody up yourself. You know, you wanna you wanna be badass, badass fucking a leftist. You wanna you wanna you know you wanna ball up and shit. Ball up on a real G. You know what I'm saying? But you won't do that because you'll get your face smashed in. And that's the problem with these little punk ass left ass pussies. They do stupid shit, but one day they're gonna come across the wrong person. And see, I don't give a fuck where people lie on. There's a line that you cross. You know, there's a line that you cross. Um. That, you know, hey, you you might get your shit punched in. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, hold on up, feel me? Nah, you might get your face cracked, you know what I'm saying? Because, but, but, but you see this, right? So this behavior is the tyrannical behavior. You know, the, the far left, the, uh, the Antifas, the anarchists, they're the tyrants, man. Imagine these folks, dude, who took over them six blocks in Seattle. Imagine those folks running a city, an actual city. They fucking destroyed those six blocks, bro. And and they're supposed to be held up as some sort of like, oh, that shit's cool. That shit ain't fucking cool. That's fucking stupid. You know? But I mean, of course, it's Seattle and it's up there in the you know, Pacific Northwest. And I mean, they're known for their craziness and the mayor let them do it. That's them. Fuck them. We're in Texas. You don't do no stupid shit over here like that. That's an insurrection. That's something else. You taking over property, city property, state property, you know what I'm saying? And then the mayor just lets them do it? 
There's something bigger going on here, guys. You know, <clears throat> I remember back. You know, um, I've been in, I've been in, in in I've been studying political philosophy for a long time, and uh, and of course, as you learn more and more of these different um, disciplines, you know, you develop um, an understanding of of different things. Right, so back in the day. Early on in, in my in my political uh, whatever, uh, you know, uh, I remember it seemed to have been like oh, uh, cause you know, so ideologically, so like for instance, if uh, if I follow Christ, you I can be labeled as a Christian. Why? Cause that's my discipline, right? Christianity. Uh, same with any any religion or any discipline. Um, so if somebody if somebody's ideology is is Marx is Marxism socialism communism, now mind you those those three things are all the same, right? Uh, you can use any label and it all talks about that ideology. I'm holding the Communist Manifesto in my hand as we speak right now, and we're gonna get into that in just a bit. Um, you know I remember because so see you know um, uh, President Obama. Uh, has some he in his books when you read his books you can you can tell that his, some of his ideology is is from is from the school of Marx you know uh, so when people would let's say label him as a Marxist or a communist or whatever you know the left would defend it as oh you're being racist or some stupid but no when 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 a, when our ideology, I mean, we can label ourselves like that to, to, to sh you know, to kind of, you know, to I'm, I'm a conservative, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a constitutionalist, you know, I love liberty. I have some, some libertarian uh, leanings, <clears throat> right? So see, those things say to people, my belief, you know, I, I am a Christian. Uh, my belief, you know, it's not, it's very unorthodox. Uh, and if you've heard some of the other shows, you understand that. But see, these labels help, right? So when we say somebody is a communist, or, or better yet, a Marxist, let's say, uh, because, because Marx is the teacher, and then the two schools are the socialist school and the communist school, right? Okay, so when we call somebody a Marxist, we're not putting them down, you know? Some people who maybe aren't too well versed in some of this stuff might say it as such like ah that fucking marxist or blah, right communism right you fucking commie right that was a big thing back in the day fucking commies we didn't like commies why cuz we're fucking red blooded americans you know we we bleed red white and blue pimping even in the hood baby i bleed red white and blue and i hope you do too but anyhow these labels help us um uh uh you know, and see, some people hide it. And why do they hide that they're communist or socialist? Why? Why do they try to hide it? Ball up, man up. You know what I'm saying? Come out and say, yes, I'm a, I'm a, I believe in Marx and I believe in the teachings and I, I want to change the structure of America to, to, the, um, to the theoretical uh, um, structure that Marx lay, and Engels laid out in the manifesto. Say it. You know, just say it and fucking come out. Um... We have a problem in society because of what's going on. A lot of the folks out there who really just want to be heard, who want their voices heard and want their emotions to be heard by somebody, by people, by the media, whatever, right? Which is fine. Um, are being manipulated by 
<clears throat> by groups um, who are well versed in in the academy of community organizing and rallying and uh, and protesting and all that. there's groups out there that that's all they do you know um, there's a, there's groups out there that are um, how do you call it um, shakedown artists <laughs> give a fuck I don't give a fuck Jesse Jesse Jackson now well he's he ain't done it too much the other one Al Sharpton that motherfucker right there dude when he shows up bro He's, he, that means he's getting paid. You know, there's groups out here, there's, there's groups out here who say they are for the cause of, of, of equality and all this stuff, but see, they thrive off of racial division. They rather, they rather that the racial division never gets solved because that's how they line their pockets. Al Sharpton, he's a shakedown artist. This is known, okay? You see his face on MSNBC or wherever, wherever he has a show. You know, he seems like a fun guy, right? He's a shakedown artist. Why do you think he always shows up on, on these uh, publicized um, events, of whether it's involving police officers or restaurants or whatever? Why? Because he knows what to do. He has an army of lawyers, shakedown artists, and they go to these companies. If something happened at a Starbucks or whatever, they go to the Starbucks and they say, Dude, come on, man. Mob tactics. If you watch The Sopranos, if you watch mob movies, you know how these things work. Okay? It's not some sort of conspiracy theory. This is what it is. This is what it is. Saul Alinsky, who wrote the Rules for Radicals in the 1960s, he used to be in one of the Al Capone crews in Chicago. They learned tactics from the mobs. They use the law. They find, you know, how the left likes to say loopholes. Well, there's freaking loopholes in the law, too, for these groups to make non-profit groups 501c3s, 501c4s, to be able to raise money, and then at the same time they raise money to do counter-revolutionary activity in America. And when I say counter-revolutionary, I mean counter to the in, to the revolution of America, liberty and the and the uh, and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. That's our revolution. They are counter-revolutionaries because they want to destroy all of that. Notice how this movement quickly became uh, something else. It's not about police brutality anymore. Now it's about destroying um, um, remnants of, of everything that came before. You know, the founders were, were slaveholders. Therefore, we should erase them from history. These statues of generals, whether they were from the north or the south or whatever, represent a time of oppression and this and that, so they should be torn down so we should erase history. If you think that this is just something spontaneous that says, fuck it, yeah, well, then you're being, you're being used, you know. You're not being used in any particular way, but you are being deceived by the messaging out there. Why, why, why does it seem like all of a sudden 
Everything that came before needs to be destroyed. Everything. Institutions. Think about it. Defunding the police. America is systemically racism. Our founding fathers are racist. Therefore, our, our founding documents, we should, need, we should even ignore them. Our founding documents. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. Have you ever fucking read that shit? It's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. One of the greatest documents ever written. Next to the to the uh, Magna Carta, you know what I'm saying? Like these these documents changed the course of mankind, and they want to destroy that because because the founders had slaves. This is not how things are supposed to be. There is a order that happens. There is a way things are supposed to happen. Okay, if if there is a statue in your town. And the people want it removed. There is a way to get it removed. You petition your city government. And then they put it up for a vote. And if they want to defund it, remove it, whatever. There's a process. But if you just show up with the mob and destroy public property that was paid for. And some, in some instances, maybe even privately paid for. But most of these, most of these things are on public land, which means it's probably public paid for by taxpayer dollars and you go up there and you destroy it you're a tyrant you're the tyrant you know you're the fascist <laughs> you know I always wondered and you know as a matter of fact it's not funny but today I was listening to a um Actually, a couple of things. I was listening to a discussion between um, a couple of social scientists, um, and it was a discussion put on by the uh, uh, by the U.S. Um, Holocaust Museum. Very interesting because the question of the discussion was like, how do regular folks become uh, murderers, right? And that was a question that I've always wondered—not always, but have wondered recently—and br I've brought it up amongst friends. Like. Um, and Jordan Peterson brings it up. It's like, <clears throat> how was it? When you look at the atrocities that happened in Nazi Germany, how could it be that some people just stood there and others even participated in it, right? Like, it is just mind-blowing. It is freaking mind-blowing. It's, it's even, when you think about it, it's like, how, how, could you, how could anybody even ever figure it out? Uh, I also listened to a documentary um, uh, on um, on Stalin, how he came into power. Um, wow, man, that, that was a that, that dude was a piece of work, man. If y'all, we love history here, and I really, had, if you if you're listening to the show, then you probably like history too. I would hope. So you know, there's plenty of documentaries out there now. I do YouTube Red since I'm always taken in. So I pay for the service because you can shut the screen and the video, you know, the and I do audio. So whatever's on the screen, whether it's a documentary or a lecture or whatever, I don't care what's on the screen. So I'm an audio guy. So I do YouTube Red and so I'm always listening to these documentaries and audio and like, so I just saw this one about Stalin and it's freaking ridiculous. I, can't, I have the Gulag Archipelago, which talks about the Gulag system in Soviet Russia. Um, 
and there's plenty of uh, documentaries out there. Um, so sorry for going on a tangent, but it's just I've been on a bit on a deep delve because when I see what's going on, um, none of this is new. You know, none of this is new. Now there's new eyes looking at it. Sure, some of these younger folks, you know, this younger generation. Um, uh, I mean, and, and, and look, it happens every freaking year. Every two years, something happens. Somebody gets shot by a cop or something, and then there's police. I mean, Ferguson. You know, every couple of years there's riots, whatever. But now, you know, this is just uh, a new, the new, you know, a new breed of um, of of the movement. Um, now, but as I step back and see, you know, how we like to do things here, we like to analyze things through different filters. So I look at this through a social science filter, like the social sciences, right? And you can, and I can clearly distinct, distinguish that there's several um, movements, um, uh, uh, con not congregating, there's several movements in action at the same time, Um uh, I think kind of something like a moving parallel uh, to each other, um, but but what is what it, what we see here on the ground seems like one giant group, which is all part of the same, let's say, not ideology, but of the same movement, uh, like part of the same movement. But no, earlier we talked about the actual folks who just want to protest, you know, and, and just you know, be peaceful and not destroy anything. Then you got the Antifa anarchists, you know, um, doing the, what they do. And then uh, you got like, um, the surrender squad, like, I don't know, mayors and athletes and everybody who's just like surrendering to the mob or something. It is so weird. Um, but see some of these movements, just have this, this stuff has organization behind it. Right. So then we look at, like, for instance, BLM. Right. Um, Black Lives Matter is not just a slogan. It's not just a slogan that you say. It is a. Um, it's, it is a. Um, is it, it is a. Uh, what is it? A nonprofit organization. Uh, 501 C3 or C4. The, so they have a board. They raise money, you know. Um, so. I just want I just want so for the sake of knowing what's going on out here I just want you guys out there to know that the phrase you know there is a phrase black lives matter that's a phrase then there is an organization called black lives matter which is a 501c3 c4 you know that raises money for political action okay lots of money Millions and millions of dollars. You know, they released uh, uh, some of their um, expenditures from from um, earlier this year. And, I mean, it, it totaled up into, I think, uh, several million, you know. So, I mean, and that's fine. You you do your political action, fine, okay? But what we want to know, what what I want to know, and what you should want to know is, okay, who, who runs these groups, right? So So, we're not talking about the phrase, you know. Because my phrase would be like, sure, all life matters, you know, fuck that, you know, I'm, I'm not down with the separation of, of, of this one or that one, Mexicans matter, brown skin matter, yellow people matter, whatever, fuck that's stupid, that's fucking ridiculous, that goes against everything that we have ever been taught, that I have ever been taught, you know, so fuck you and your phrasing, and I'm not gonna fucking kneel, 
I don't give a fuck. You want to kneel? Go ahead. You know what? Speaking of which, right quick. You know what? Fucking sheep, man. Don't be a fucking sheep. Don't be a fucking chicken. Don't be a cattle. Don't be a sheep. Don't be led around. My goodness. So, so the women's soccer team, so bold, these women. So bold. Oh, my goodness. They are so bold. They all took a knee, you know? Taking a knee is fucking, uh, it's like, wow, how bold. But you know what? I saw one chick standing up. She didn't kneel. She was bold. Because she was the only one. When you stand alone, that says something. Doesn't matter what's going on. If you stand alone, that says something. I'm more proud of that one uh, woman, that one soccer player who stood there firm, standing with her hand on her heart while all the other clowns were on their knees. Go ahead. Get on your knee. You're showing the world how submissive you are. You'll quickly be submissive. It's the thing about these radical leftists, man. How quickly they surrender. Man. Anyhow, this movement's these movements. Um, now, I want you to. I want you to. I want you to understand. I want to be clear too. Look, there was a spontaneity. There was a spontaneous thing that happened after, right? There was that first weekend. That was the spontaneity of 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 people, you know, wanting to show their frustrations or whatever, right? But then. Of course, the other groups, the Antifas, the anarchists, they're prepared always. These folks are prepared. As soon as the other people mass up, like who do you think put them bricks in the middle of fucking downtown? Who do you think did that? The people who already know how to do this. The agitators, the community organizers. And it's not just Antifa, there's plenty of groups out there. We have a, a serious problem here in, in Dallas with some of these... Uh, um, agitators here in Dallas. I think that the guy's name is Lamar Alexander. Criminal record like a fucking phone book. And he's being paid by the city to be some sort of consultant on crime and neighborhood policing and all that. Dude, fuck you, man. Shoot. But anyhow, these groups, you know, this organization. Uh, and it's not just BLM organization. There's other groups out there that organize, you know. Um, who are these people, right? Like, do you care? I mean, I'd like to know, right? Well, one of them gave themselves away the other day uh, when she appeared on... Um, well, actually, no, no. She gave herself away several years back, but somebody dug it up. Um, este, she's the co-founder. Um, she's the co-founder of the BLM, um, the... Um, not the movement, but uh, but the actual group, right? The 501, um, uh, the, the group, right? <sighs> As the, her name is uh, Patrice, um, I, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce her last name, C-U-L-L-O-R-S, Colors, Colors, Patrice Colors. Um, back in 2015, um, that she and her fellow organizers are trained Marxists, okay? She says that we are trained Marxists um, in an interview. 
making clear that their ideological foundation, according to report, Colors uh, was the protege of Eric Mann, former agitator of the Weather Underground. Now, have you ever heard of the other, uh, Weather Underground? Um, they were a uh, domestic terrorist group in the 60s. Uh, they blew up a police station, and they tried to blow up, I think, the Pentagon. And, like, they did all kinds of shit. Bill Ayers, you know, he was arrested for some of that shit. And as a matter of fact, Bill Ayers is now a professor at Harvard or something, a fucking domestic terrorist, a radical leftist from the 1960s who was responsible for blowing up some shit, weather underground, is now a professor at a major university in America. What do you think about that, folks? I'm sure some of you already knew that, but if you didn't know that, this is how fucked up things are getting. Anyhow, she was a protege of Eric Mann. Uh, he was a weather underground. Um, they were domestic terror organization. Uh, an absorbing Marxist-Leninist ideology shaped her worldview. Uh, and is her quote, the first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Myself and Alicia, particularly, are trained organizers, she said. Referring to BLM co-founder Alicia Garza, we are trained Marxists. We are super versed on sort of ideological theories and I think that what we really try to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many many black folks. Color added in the interview that Jared Ball of um, uh, she I'm sorry that's uh, what it, that's the quote anyhow so she's the co-founder of this BLM group and she's she uh, says that she's a trained Marxist like do we care if somebody's a trained Marxist, I mean, why should you care, right? Well, I hope you would care, especially if you, uh, if you've been uh, putting time into, you know, showing your support, um, you know, talking shit to your family members who don't take a knee, canceling folks. You know how you assholes do it on on the socials. Um, if you if you want to know what you're supporting, right? So she's a Marxist. Do you care if she's a Marxist? Maybe not. But maybe you do. Um, so I have in my hand the Communist Manifesto. Um, the, the, I can't stress enough. You should see. You should see my my area right here. I have book. I have one, two, three, four. My my tablet is open. I got my notes right here. My pen, dude. I have everything right here because I've been going over this and I have so much written down. I have so much that I want to go over, and we're gonna go long. So this ain't gonna be just a one hour show. So we're gonna keep at it. So back to the co-founder of uh, BLM. She says they're Marxists. You know her and the other founder. They're Marxists. If you know what. What Marx teaches, I mean, it's all right here in the book. It's all in the Communist Manifesto. You could read for yourself. You, shit, you could put it on YouTube audiobook. It's probably like an hour and a half long. Probably an hour. I don't even think it's an hour. It's not even that long. Um, it, 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 they describe everything that you need to know about, about let's say, like the, uh, the fundamental ideas of communism and socialism. Um, and so, so when she says she's a trained Marxist, that means she she's she adheres to what the manifesto says. Um, once once you read and understand what Marx was all about, I mean, 
this guy, <laughs> I mean, I like the destruction of the nuclear family. That's, that's, that's a huge part of, of let's go see, look, to, to start a new society, you have to destroy the old society. And in the manifesto, he describes how, how family bonds, you know, he describes it as between the oppressed, the oppressed, no, I'm sorry, not even, that's a modern interpretation. The bourgeoisie and the proletariat, the worker class, and then the, the, um, the, the capitalists, right? The bourgeoisie and the proletariat. <clears throat> um, but in order to bring in his uh, hypothetical, theoretical um, uh, utopia, or whatever you want to call it, governing system, he understood that everything that came before had to be destroyed, right? Um, because those bonds that, that are held by families, landowners passing on the land to their, you know, to their family, um, um, you know, he didn't like that because he, in his eyes, that was part of the problem that he saw in what he called the, the bourgeoisie, you know? landowners why and, and you know the thing about this guy this fucking guy was a piece of work too <laughs> este, he was he was an upper middle class his parent his dad was a lawyer he was upper middle class he never had any need in life you know he never suffered what's with these what's with these elitists you know they 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 talk about systemic racism while they're while they're while they're at the um, while they're a professor at at Yale or Harvard, like what? So so the systemic racism or the systemic oppression or whatever that holds all colored folks down. Yet you made it. How about instead of saying to the young folks out there that you'll never make it? How about be an example and say, look, I made it. You can make it too. But no. The mindset of the Marxist has to be, um, the outlook can't be happy. You have to show what's wrong with society constantly. Why? Because you have to destroy this society. So you constantly got to show, look, America's racist because they had slavery 400 years ago and this and that and this and that. Constantly, constantly, constantly. You got to constantly sow the seeds of discontent because... Because the end game is to change the society from what it is presently to something new. And in order to do that, you have to destroy the current society. So when you see these statues being torn down, that's Marx's ideology right there. When you hear these professors, these elitists on TV, these commentary people on the media sites, you know, uh, these influencers um, talking about, you know, we should uh, remove the statue or this and that, like, um, they're, the, they're the tyrants. They're the tyrants. And that just shows that they have their Marxist ideology 
in line, in order. What they all fall in line. I mean, this is what they are. This is what they do. You have to destroy the current society in order to build the new society. Now, I'm going to read directly from the book, The Communist Manifesto, just to give you an idea of what these folks are all about. Okay? So, I don't bullshit you around here. Okay? I come to you straight up. Okay? We don't bullshit around here. Alright? This is legit shit. I want you to be educated. And I want you to not just take my word for it. I can be making up a bunch of shit. I mean, I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm being honest, that I would only present to you you know, stuff that I've already done research on, stuff that I already know. You know, I wouldn't bullshit you. But even still, I want you to verify for yourself. If you have any questions of some of the stuff that I bring up, some of the stuff that I read, please, by all means, verify it for yourself. You know, we use the Socratic method here. You know, I'm not, I'm not a Swami. I'm not Socrates. I'm not Jesus. I'm not the Buddha. I don't know all the answers. But I'm sharing with you what I've been able to discover in in uh, in my search for knowledge and in, in my search for wisdom. Okay, but I need a drink <clears throat> right quick, so give me one second. I got my little vodka lemonade. You know how we do it? <laughs> and it started with a shot, though, because uh, I needed to be legit, because, man, I have so much stuff. Well, we're, dude, we're going. School is in session, baby. Hey, Sebastian, school is in session, pimping. So let me take a little swig right quick. Oh, dude, delicious. All right. So, I'm going to read for you directly from the Communist Manifesto. Um, okay, um, abolition of the family. Even the most radical flare up at this infamous proposal of the communist. On what foundation is the present family, the bourgeoisie family based? On capital, on private gain. It is completely developed from this family exists only among the bourgeoisie. But this state of things finds its, <clears throat> its complement in, uh, in the practical adherence of the family among the proletariat and the public prostitution. The bourgeoisie family will vanish as a matter of course when, it is, um, when its complement vanishes and both will vanish with the vanishing of capital. Uh, so see, what he's saying here, <laughs> you see how he said the abolition of the family, the family structure. Um, you know, in Soviet Russia, in these communist countries, you know, you're, you're a ward of the state. You don't belong to your family. If the state takes you away, if the state needs you, you're gone because you aren't, a, you aren't an individual with liberties and rights. You are a ward of the state. Plenty of books out there. And I recommend that you seek these books out. As a matter of fact, I'll put some links in the description. Some of the stuff that I love. Uh, I'll put the uh, links to the discussion with the um, Holocaust Museum. I'll put some stuff on there. I just, you know, the uh, Gulag Archipelago. I mean, it's a riveting story about the Soviet system of prisons and torture and execution and it was the same in Germany and you know um, that's what Marxism is Cuba 
right? Communism, socialism comes from Marx. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about destroying the present society. There's nothing good about destroying the family structures. There's nothing good about that. Nothing good comes from that. You know, and, and, and it's all theoretical. You know, here's the thing about, about one of the things about some of these radical, radical leftists is, um, they won't admit that they are trying to, what they want for society, if, if they're Marxists, if they want, if they want socialism, if they want communism, they won't admit that this is theoretical. You know, it's been tried and it's never been tried, it's never been, uh, uh, successful, right? So their argument, oh, is they just never did it right. They just never did it right. You know, they never admit that it is theoretical. Even Plato, I'm sorry, even Socrates in, in Plato's Republic admitted to Glaucon and them, his friends, <laughs> um, that, that they were talking about a theoretical city. So whether some things work or not, it doesn't matter. Because it's theoretical, but he also acknowledges that once they once they go through all the theoretical differences, they go through different governing systems, and he doesn't like democracy much, but he prefers that one over all the different all the different systems. Okay, um, so so because because of the democracy that he was talking about comes from and from experience see what we are today isn't something that just popped up overnight what we are today is a result of of hundreds of years of 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 um of a, like an evolution of an of an idea of liberty that started you know back in um in 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 England, i mean in no never mind england way back to to the greek states you know some of those states were republics, some of them were tyrannies, uh, some of them were um, straight up democratic, right? So when we think of democratic, we today in our system, we think voting, right? We vote for uh, the people in, in our district to, to, you know, to represent us in our district and, you know, this and that shit. In some of the states in, in, um, in Greek, everybody would vote for everything, generals. Should we go to war? They ask everybody. And, and so that was like a pure, pure democracy. We are not a pure democracy. We are a republic which protects us. Being a republic protects you as an individual because it, 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 um, it alienates all the powers, the only powers that a government supposed to have, right? And it also, um, um, uh, states all your, um, you know, affirms all your liberties, you know, the, the first 10, uh, uh, amendments, you know, um, it affirms them in writing and solid. So future Congresses and future governors and future governments and presidents and whatever have to abide by this fundamental principle, right? I need a drink. So the 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 communist uh, the communist manifesto would seek to destroy the founding, let's say, of this nation. Man, I'm everywhere, but it's okay. 
Um, I'm loaded. <laughs> I'm loaded down. It's the, the abolition of the family. Um, some of the other, you know, they actually have like 10 tenets. Um, uh, I think they call it the, uh, the 10 pillars, right? So let me read the 10 pillars. Um, oh, mind you, and, and see, here's one thing that Marx does acknowledge. Um, that these changes at the beginning can only happen through despotic means. Look, uh, he says, of course, in the beginning, this cannot be affected except by of despotic inroads on the rights of property and the conditions of bourgeoisie production by means and measures, therefore, which appear economically insufficient or unstable, but which, of course, the movement outstrip themselves, necessitate further inroads upon the old social order and are unavoidable as means of, of uh, entirely revolutionizing the modes of production. So when he says, um, by means of despotic inroads, despotic inroads, that means jack boots to your fucking neck. That means stormtroopers at your door. That means, oh, you don't want to shut your, your, your property down because uh, you don't want to wear a mask? That means the state takes your shit. Despotic inroads where people will die. He says it right here. He admits. So these professors, these leftist professors, these little Marxists running on around on the streets, you think they agree with that? And if you lean left, do you agree with that? And if you do, I would say good little Marxist, good little Nazi. Good little Nazi. Man... Hitler would have loved you. Matter of fact, let me say this. If you think burning an American flag is freedom of speech, but burning, let's say, a pride flag is a hate crime, you'd be a good little Nazi. If you think punching a quote-unquote Nazi? <laughs> How ironic. If you think punching a quote-unquote Nazi is okay, you'd be a good little Nazi. Nice little Nazi. Hitler would have loved you. The SS would have loved you. If you think it's okay to burn down a shop, a store, a gas station, to prove a point. And you'd be a good little Nazi. Man. Damn bro. You probably would have been like a general. Good little Nazis everywhere. You can see it all, all, all on social media. If, you, if you're down with somebody being doxxed. Y'all know what doxing is right? If you dox somebody. Or you're down with people who dox people. Good little Nazi. Wow. Your ass would have been like fucking part of the MKV. Y'all know those are the Soviets. You would have been part of the SS. Good little Nazi. Wow. Fucking Nazis everywhere. Funny. Weird. They call people on the right Nazis and whites. White. What? What do they call? White supremacists and this and that, right? Nazis and this and that. But fuck. The the radical left, y'all are the Nazis. Freaking clear. Clear as fuck. 
Good little Nazis everywhere. Good little Nazis. We'll be right back. Research shows that many Americans suffer from a disease that has been spreading throughout the country. Do you get offended easily? Do inanimate objects such as a flag or a statue offend you? Does someone saying all lives matter make you want to cry or punch them in the face? Well, there is a medicine for that. It's called chinga tu madre. Chinga tu madre can be taken orally or can also be a cream. And you can apply it if your butt hurts. So you can find this over the counter at Eckerd or at Walgreens. <laughs> so please, Americans, if you find yourself in this situation, get help. There's medicine out there to help you. It's called chinga tu madre. You could take a couple of those pills and then, you know, it should help you out. But if not, if you have a real, real serious problem or like you just melt at every sign of patriotism, then I would suggest to tell your doctor about it where he can prescribe, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up is really good because you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is shut the fuck up about it, and then everything will be fine. Please see your doctor. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Uh, we're back, we're back, we're back. Um, so, uh, where did we leave off? Uh, oh yeah, did your butt hurt? Did it hurt a little bit? Nah, I don't think so, because if you're listening to this show, you got balls. You know, if you're listening to this show, you got balls, you pack heat, you know what's up. You don't you don't get butt hurt. But uh if you are if you are a listener and uh and you do got butt hurt, stick around. We're gonna toughen you up. Okay? We're gonna toughen you up a little bit. Cause uh, that's you know we don't want you to be a Marxist. We don't want you to be a little good little Nazi. You know we don't want you to be a good little tyrant. You know, we want you to be a free thinker, uh, a person who who espouses liberty not just for themselves but for everyone else. You know, and will fight for that liberty for generations to come. Um, see, these people think it's a game. These people who made this little in in, in Seattle these six blocks and they call it chop and whatever. So you know they're they're. They're, it's an experiment to them. It's fun for them. They had people. They didn't have shit to worry about. They didn't care about the destruction of those properties, of uh, of those businesses. They didn't give a fuck. And look at the mayor supporting them, and all the other people who supported them. That's garbage. That's destructive. That's the inner rot that brings down uh, a nation or a society. I'm not saying that that's gonna bring us down i mean our system is pretty fucking badass um but we are witnessing the rot that occurs and it that has occurred throughout history we love history here and i hope you just dig if you dig you see that all this has happened before you know there's nothing new to 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 marx you know 
There's nothing new. I mean, they've tried. They, they they've been trying it for a hundred freaking years. You know, since the since the communist revolution of uh, nineteen what was it, 1917? You know, they've been trying it since fucking since forever. Over and over, trying it and trying it and trying it. You know, there's even <laughs> now after the Soviet Union has collapsed. You know, there's so much information out there now. You know, though they had the the two different parties. Well, they had different they had different parties, but you know they had the Bolsheviks and the Menshevik and the Menshevik and see the Mensheviks. Um, they all had their ideas on how to to take the teachings of Marx and to try to make it happen in reality. The thing is, they both they you know there's there's writings out there where where these top officials were complaining that Marx didn't tell them how to execute this theoretical governing system. So they were actually angry about it, so they have a lot of the stuff to figure out themselves. So theoretically, the the system, you know, that Marx lays out isn't even complete. You know? To make to make it worse. And then you have these uh elitists, these um professors who espouse, who teach and who push these things. You have actors and you have whatever people, you have groups who espouse this Marxist ideology, they're the ones who want to tear down the system. When you hear about tearing down the system, you know, if it, it you know, it, a conservative would never say tear down the system. So if you hear that from the right, be suspicious of it. Tear down the system are anarchists, are Marxists. Why? Because in order to build, and we already went over this, I don't want to sound like a freaking broken record. But I think sometimes we need to repeat it, and I forgot, so fuck it. Fuck, you got a problem with it? <laughs> In order to make their system, they need to destroy the old system, okay? Statues, everything, everything's racist, everybody, whatever. That's their end game. That's what they want. Okay? And remember... Getting to that end game will come through despotic means. Which means some people are gonna die. But fuck it, for the cause, no? Anything for the cause, right? For the revolution, by all means necessary, right? You know, they got the 10 planks, so uh, let me read these out to you real quick. Um, and this is this is sort of lays out like the goal of 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 um, of the idea, um, abolition of property uh, in land and application of rents and land to public purposes. So that means if you own a house, it is not your house no more. It belongs to the state. They will allow you to stay there or not. Okay, abolition of property. Okay. Taking your house, your farm, property, okay? That could mean business, too. Oh, let's see what the next one is. Uh, a heavy or a progress, a heavy progressive or graduated income tax. Oh, shit. That's weird because that's what we have here. And fucking, we are in our income tax system, anyhow. Abolition of all rights of inheritance. Ah, see? Uh, an attack on the family. Um, you build up some wealth, you build up some property, you farm, industry, whatever. You can't pass it down 
to your kids. You know, that's sort of like the American dream, you know. Uh, here, our idea of liberty and everything is, is you build something up. I know that's my, that was my dream and still is. Um, is to build something up uh, to be able to leave for your kids or your grandkids. Whatever it may be. A little wealth, a little business, some property, something, right? That's something that we all want to do. And here, Marx says, abolition to the right of all inheritance. So you would not be able to give your money to your family when you die. It'll go to the state. All right. You okay with that, people? That's number three. Are y'all okay with those so far? Good? Yeah? Okay, good. Um... Ah, here we go. Confis number four, confiscation of the property of all immigrants and rebels. What the fuck? Immigrants and rebels. Basically, three and four go together. No, wait. I'm sorry. Graduate. Abolition of property number one and four go together. But basically, it's just a reaffirmation of the confiscation of property. But even to people who migrated... And rebels, <laughs> okay. So if you're a rebel, you're you're losing your shit. You know, give me your motherfucking house, you rebel scum. And then he slaps you in the face with his glove. Fucking rebel scum. Funny. <clears throat> Number five: centralization of credit in the hands of the state by the means of a national bank with state capital and an exclusive monopoly. That means, from what I could tell. Is one bank, you know, one banking system. Uh, you know, in America, we have all the different banks, community banks, credit unions, right? Bank of America, everybody, you could go whatever bank you want. Uh, but this seems to centralize all banking in the hands of the state, which basically means one bank, basically, run by the state. Uh, number six, centralization of the means of communication and transport in the hands of the state. All taxis, all bus lines, all train lines, airplanes, transportation, eh? all transportation in the hands of the state. Centralization of the means of communication, TV, broadcast, radio, internet in modern times, because he, he, he wrote this uh, in the late 1800s. Estem. So in, in modern times, um, the means of communication in the hands of the state, not in the hands of independent um, businesses like Google or, or Twitter or, you know, whatever, right? All of that would be in the hands of the state, okay? You like that? You youngsters out there, y'all like that? Y'all think that'll be pretty cool? You know how we always in the hood where I was like, shh, don't say nothing, they're listening. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fucking listening. If the far left, if the radical left takes uh, over, like, all the instruments, you know what I'm saying? It's always like, oh, the left, the most important. I'm not even saying that. But what I'm saying is these elements, these people who are Marxists, this is what they, this is, this is their playbook. Like I was telling uh, Dydon, this is their playbook. And I, as a, let's say, a a quote-unquote warrior for liberty and, and whatever, like, uh, I, I have their playbook in my hands. So I want to know their tactics and their means and their, and their game plan. Why? So then I can develop my game plan on how to fight 
them on the field, on the battlefield of, uh, of ideas, right? Because that's my battlefield, okay? And what we're doing here today is I am arming you up with ammunition for that battle, if you choose to partake in that battle, okay? Number seven, extension of factories and uh, instruments of production owned by the state uh, the bringing into cultivation of wastelands and the improvement of the soil generally in accordance with the common plan. Um, factories and instruments of production owned by the state. That means, well, I mean, fuck what it says. All the factories, everything, everything that produces anything will be owned by the government. The state. When he says the state, he means the government owns everything. Remember, you can't have property. Earlier we talked about you can't have property. So that means your home doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the state. Inheritance, money, doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the state. Now means of production. Oh, communication and transportation, state. Production, owned by the state. You see where we're going? Um, and and that takes that takes a powerful entity to be able to control all those aspects of of society. Right, so that's why these ideas—that's why these ideas, these ideologies are very dangerous. I mean, look, Grifo, you know, we talked about it. I know you're listening. You out there, you know, because remember, you questioned. You said, "Why do you have this?" You were surprised, and I told you why because this is the playbook, right? Song Zhu says, "Know your enemy," right? Okay, so that's what we're doing here. We're arming our—we're our, our, arming up ourselves. Why? Because these battles go way deeper than what we see on TV. They go deeper than a phrase on a T-shirt. They go deeper than all of that. And that's what we're getting into right now. Uh, number eight. Equal liability of all to labor, establishment of industrial armies, especially for agriculture. Oh, agriculture. How these leftist tyrants throughout history love agriculture, right? Mao in the fields and then the, the Soviets, they... Uh, they took over all the farms. We talked about that on a prior show. They collect, collectivized all the farms. And then they conscripted. No, not even conscripted. See, here's the thing. is, If the state says, hey, you go into the fields for the crop. You go into the fucking fields, man. That's what I want y'all to understand. You are not a person. You are a number under these systems. So when you hear these people like the old Ocasio lady, you know, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, cutie pie, right? She's a cutie pie. It's that when you hear her and, and that she says that, yeah, she's a Marxist and she's a communist or whatever, and then you hear the Bernies and these people who say, you know, democratic socialism or whatever, they're, they're trying to gloss over something. Like, why not just be, like I said earlier, why not just ball up, man up and say what it is? Why do you got to try to gloss over and hide it? Why? Because the truth of what your ideology is, is very destructive. And they are dealing, when I say they, I mean the political types, the, the, the Ocasio people, the Bernies, those type of folks, even the BLMs uh, groups, and not just that group, that's just the one that, that's in the news right now, but there's plenty of groups out there. As the, they are depending on your ignorance. They're depending on your ignorance. Um, uh, because they don't expect you to know what Marx says. Some of you out, 
they they know that the folks who know Marx are on their side. They know that they have an army out there, uh, not a huge army of of hardcore ideologue true believers. Okay, but see, they want they need more uh, uh, people's support. So what they try to do, they try to mask what they really are. You know, by using phraseology that they're for the poor or for the or for the um, you know oppressed and the brown people and the colored people. Like, dude, look at this fucking. His stupid fucking language that we gotta use. I mean, when and when when the when the Marxist says destroy everything about society, everything, even language, it's because these things can't have no meaning. You know, the Constitution, the 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 uh, Declaration, these things can't have no meaning. You know, words can't have no meaning. That's what. That's what it is about destroying a society. You have to destroy all the vestiges of what it, what was. What was. Okay, wait. Let's not fall off track. Okay, um, agriculture, right? So we're talking about agriculture. Uh, here we go. Number nine. Combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries. Gradual abolition of distinction between town and country by a more equitable distribution of the population over the country. Oh, wow. 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 Okay. Did you guys understand that? <laughs> of course you understand it. Of course you understand it because you're not a fucking moron. Uh, but for those who, let's say, like, hold on, what was it? Okay, let me break it down. So let me read it again. A uh, combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries, right? Badass system of, of farms and and then probably the manufacturing uh, industries. A combination of agriculture and manufacturing industries. Gradual abol abolition of the distinction between town and country. So let's stop right there. So these boundaries that we're used to, let's say, here in America, right? Like in Like in Texas, we have the city, and then we have the county, and then we have the state, right? There's these, these, these boundaries that separate each, each um, jurisdiction, let's say, right? You have your local jurisdiction, city, then you have your county jurisdiction, then you have the state jurisdiction, but then we also have the federal jurisdiction, which is a little bit different. Oh, I'm sorry, the county does represent the state. So, the county is a part of the representation of the state jurisdiction, uh, then you have the federal jurisdiction. So here it says, no more of that. One unified system of 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 towns. Uh, uh, of let me see. See be, there. So the abolition of the distinction between town and country. Um, no more divisions. It's all one thing, right? One. That's it. No Dallas, Texas. No uh, Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> None of that, right? Abolition of that. Oh, and and by a more oh I'm sorry, by a more equitable distribution of the population all over the country. Wow, that's what I was wowing about. Um, that means they can move you. That means the state, the government. No, you know what? Let's let's use modern language for you guys out there. You know. Let's have a little fun. This, this isn't... 
You know what? Scratch that fun shit. Look, the state, the government, Trump, whoever, Obama, the president, right? Hey, I need people to fill up this part of the country. So we're going to move a hundred, a thousand of you from this area here. And we're going to plant you over there. The state moving you like cattle. Like fucking cattle. Why? Because the state controls everything. You are not an individual. You don't have no rights. The state has all the rights. They do and not do with you as they please. It says right here, look, inequitable distribution of the population over the country by the state. By the state. Not by necessity of the people. You know, back in the day, um, um, the South especially was very agrarian. You know, but once the industry in the north started blowing up, the people started leaving the farms and going up north. But then as modernization started happening, they started leaving the farms and going to the cities because that's where the modernization was happening. So those movements happen naturally. Naturally. Organically. Not by, uh, not by some, not by some, um, um, command from above by some uh, by some leader or some ruler that says move here and move there because of whatever no a natural flow of things that natural order that we talk about that I've talked about there's a natural order to things and this these rules here that he's laying out well, they're not rules but they're the uh, the 10 pillars they're called Go against what nature says. What what science has discovered that the sciences, the social sciences, all of these things give us give us an idea of what nature tells us, right? This goes against everything that nature tells us. How can anybody abide? How can anybody follow and be a, a part of something like this that goes contrary to? All experience, all prior experience put together. Because remember, when we're to build fucking parrot, we have to destroy everything. Everything prior, everything prior. Why do you think these um these folks that um I mean, I don't know, for lack of a better term, um, what are they, uh, post-modern, modernist? You know, nothing matters. You know what I'm saying? Shakespeare, oh, fucking white guy. Socrates, oh, he's a fucking white guy. Who cares what he said? Look how fucking stupid some people have become. I was about to say we, but we ain't stupid here at Thesis. We're, we're, we're trying to... We're trying to expand our, 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 our mental capacity here by digging and asking questions. You know, but look how stupid society has become sometimes. When you hear these things about don't read Shakespeare because he was white. Don't read Socrates because he was white. What kind of fucking racist ass shit is that? See, here's the fucking problem out there. 
People think that it's okay to be racist to white people? No, it's not okay. And if you think so, if you think it's okay to be racist to a white person, to talk shit to them simply because they're white, good little Nazi. Man, Hitler would have loved you, bro. Big time. Fucking punks. I'm supposed to listen to these people. I don't. Like, I don't watch TV. But, you know, I get my, I get my, I got my sources, right? But I don't freaking watch broadcast TV. I don't watch cable news. I don't watch none of that shit. But, you know, there's stuff out there. <laughs> these leaders, these, these these movement leaders, and these uh, politicians. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to 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 to, to give us their opinion. Give a fuck what y'all got to say. How about that? Some Hollywood people, everybody. Give a damn what y'all got to say. Don't care what y'all think. Go make a fucking movie. How about that? Alright? You live in a fucking bubble. You're protected. You're gonna be fine. And this ideology that you expunge, that you that you try to follow, because you're a useful idiot to the to the radical left. They will use you, they will they will take your fucking money, and then once the shit hits the fan, you will be the first one to have your throat slit. <gasps> what the fuck did he just say, man? Shut the fuck up. It's in history. It's happened. Why do you think I keep telling you guys out there? History is so important, you gotta educate yourself. Read about what happened in the in the Soviet Union. Read about what Stalin did. To everyone under his command. He needed to get rid of everybody who he saw as a threat. Even though if they were on his side. Why? Because absolute power. He knew he can trust the next generation under these old cats that were part of the revolution. He had to get rid of the old, the old guard. You guys out there. Not you guys, not my people. <laughs> if you're here, I know who you are. You're you're a free thinker. You're badass. You're strong. You got balls. You got guns. You're legit, and I commend you. But out there, those people who surrender, you know, these artists who say, "I'm gonna give up my role because I'm a white lady and I shouldn't be making a voice for Moana or whoever the fuck, right? Hey, they could do it. if they want. Go ahead, right? But see, they think. That by 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 signaling, you know, you know how they say it's a virtual signal, a virtual virtue signal, STEM. They think that um, that that's it. Like, okay, I'm good. Like, all right, that's like I paid my ransom. I'm good. I I let them know I'm I'm down with struggle, whatever. But see, history says different, little baby, little baby girl. You know, uh, you know, history says. You'll be the first one to get your throat slit. You. After they take your money. You know what? Fuck that. They'll slit your throat and take your money. Not after, not before. Fuck it at the same time. Why? Because that's where all of this leads. History is there for us to learn from it. And these motherfuckers want to erase it? By tearing down statues. Ah, oh, but we'll still remember it in books and in museums. And you know what? Shut the fuck up, man. The Nazis used to burn books. There's many pictures out there. Google it. 
Y'all don't know if you if you ain't ever heard of this shit, you, you you youngsters out there, Google Nazis burning books. There's plenty of pictures. So, so erasing history, knocking down statues, um, uh, taking the Dukes of Hazard off, canceling cops, uh, fucking uh, t- wanting to tear down Mount Rushmore, all of this. That's the same thing that a Nazi would do. Leftist, far radical leftist. And and let's just be let's just be legit. People in the Democrat Party, these they they align themselves with these leftists more and more lately. It didn't used to be that way, but more and more lately, they are behaving the way Nazis behave, burning books, um, um, uh, uh, metaphorically, right? Because they're canceling shit, you know, taking scenes out of shows because uh, Betty White had uh, a face mask, uh, and it was dark. It was dark mask, mud mask. Oh, you can't have that. We got to clip that part out. What the fuck is going on? Do you agree with all of this stuff? And look, 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 look where we're at. Look where we're at right now. So all of this, but Mrs. Butterworth, Aunt Jemima, all of this cancel shit, right? All of this cancel shit. Damn, I thought it was about police brutality. Hold him up. Damn, nigga, taking a knee, police brutality. I thought that's what it was all about. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Because these folks, these Marxists that are waiting in the wings, that's what they're there. That's what they do. These community organizers, that's what they do. Community agitators, that's all they do. It's all out there. Dude, guys and girls out there, listeners, you know this because you're fucking smart. But this is really, I'm saying this, uh... (laughs) I'm speaking out loud to the to the world in general. You have the fucking power, more power in your hands than they did in the freaking uh, Apollo, whatever the fuck, right? All you have to do is ask Google fucking an- uh, questions and dig different sources, and you'll find your answers to whatever it is. Everything is there. There is no reason for you to not know these things, and and not just these things that I'm pointing out. Because, dude, I'm barely scratching the surface. I haven't even got to the true believer yet. We're still in the Communist Manifesto. Hour and a half. You need to know these things. Why? Because you will be abused. You will be used. Sorry. You will be used by political types. By community organizer types. You know. By these folks who instill. Who want to instill fear and anger and dissent in you. By stuff that. That. That maybe doesn't even really uh, pertain to you, but see, they're very skilled in messaging. These folks, these community organizers, these groups, these 501c3s, these, uh, these organizations that rally and that do these things, they know what they're doing. They're not rookies at this. They know what they're doing. They study um, um, uh, psychology. They study marketing and messaging. They poll test ideas. They poll test phrases. All of this stuff. You think Black Lives Matter? You think somebody just came up with it? Fuck no, dude. I'm more than sure they've had that name just fucking, just chilling. Just waiting for the right time. And I say they in general. These leftists, far leftists, who who are much more smarter than, than you guys out there. And I'm sorry. Not you, my listeners, but you, the American people in general. Because that's what they do. That's all they know. That's what they study. That's what they've been doing for years and years and years. Well, since the 60s, you know. 
They started radicalizing. And see, <clears throat> this movement in the 60s, um, it, 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 what, it, what it did is um, this anti-war movement and like a lot of this stuff that started, um, some of the OGs, like Alinsky, he was an OG mob guy, like from Chicago. Remember, I was telling you, he, he used to be get down with the Capone crew. That's that they took some of these young radicals under their wings. He has a book. His book is called Rules for Radicals. I mean, fuck. And, you know, uh, anyhow, um, the messaging was, hey, basically, hey, radical, cut your hair. This is in just, just the message was, you know, was cut your hair, fucking uh, straighten up, look presentable, educate yourself. And then go become a doctor. Go become a lawyer. Uh, go become an educator or a politician. But you are a radical. You are a communist. You are a socialist. You are a Marxist. You will always be a Marxist. Go do your work. But now you're gonna be. See, this was this is the rules for radical idea. The idea, the ideal behind the rules for radical was: Hey, we need to instill ourselves into into the uh, into these institutions uh, so we can bring change from within. You know. Um, a, a, a poison or a virus from within, basically. I'll say it that way because I'm I'm a liberty guy, you know, and I don't like commies, you know. So if you're a commie, hey, you know, I don't like your idea. We can have a beer, but don't bring me that communist shit. But basically, it was cut your hair, straighten up, get a job, become a lawyer, become a doctor. Let's get ourselves into these institutions where where we can where we can bring change. And see, that was the message in the late '60s. We are now 50 years later. And we wonder what the fuck is going on in society. Well, I don't wonder, but maybe some of you guys out there wonder. And we're and and what we're doing here is we're trying to examine what is going on. So we are uh, no, we are witnessing the result of of fifty years of of a, of an ideological battle happening within our society, within the college structures that moved itself into industry, we moved itself into the school into the school boards, into politics, everything. So what we're seeing right now, when we see these politicians, you know, take a knee, uh, when we see these politicians, um, uh, 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 some who 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 actively joined the protest like um, um, Forgive me, I can't remember some of the names, but, you know, they did a sit-in, and, like, one of them got arrested, and he was, like, a congressman or whatever. Uh, um, you know, these, these are stunts. These are, these are public stunts in order to show, like, that they're down with the, with the struggle or whatever, you know, while, while, while they're protected from, from, um, uh, from any, real, uh, any real consequences, right? Um, but these politicians, by doing that, what, what they're also signaling is that they are down with the counter-revolution. Remember, when I say counter-revolution, I'm talking about anything that goes against what the American Revolution was about. Liberty, freedom, you know, uh, separation of powers, right? So when I say counter-revolutionary, I mean communists, Marxists, anarchists, Antifa. All of these folks are counter-revolutionaries, okay? Now, as far as the BLM thing, look... Their 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 information is public, right? You can look it up. You can see their charter. You can see what they're all about, right? So I just want we just want to know what what's going on out there, okay? Okay. Now, finally, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
Alright, number 10. We're still on the Communist Manifesto. Forgive me, guys, for going on and on, but there's just so much going on and there's just so much information that we need to go over and I will try to stick to my notes. <laughs> my fucking notes are sitting on my lap. I haven't looked at them once. Okay, um, the last one is, seems pretty... Uh, okay, free education for all children in public schools. Okay, we, we do that here. Um, abolition of children's factory labor. Okay, so I, back in the day, of course, you know, farms and stuff. That basically means, you know, we, we know what's up. That's pretty modern. Uh, that's pretty progressive right there. Uh, in his present form, and he was talking about back then, which was late 18, um, 1800s, which was fucking crazy back then, probably. Um, for a combination of education with industrial production and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, man. So, y'all remember, some of you older cats probably remember in school we had, um, back in the day, like, wood shop or metal shop and those type of, those, yeah, like, that was fucking badass, but, like, nowadays they took that stuff away, but this seems like, right there, look, combination of education with industrial production. Oh, no, 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 wait, see, I misread it. Now... Now I understand, it says, combination of education with industrial production, meaning... While you're learning math, uh, for the first four hours of the day, the second four hours, you're going to be uh, tilling the fields, you know? See? Let me see. Combination of education with industrial production, etc., etc. Because remember, you are not an individual. You don't have any liberties. You're a ward of the state. You're a number. You're, you're a part of the state. That's what you are. You know, we had Dayton on here last time, and he talked about growing up in Cuba and how the people are, 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 are seen as nothing by the state, you know? And these leftists in America talk about how they are for the little guy, they are for the worker, this and that. What do you think happens when you try to put these, uh, when you try to implement these ideas into a government? When you try to implement these abstract, freaking abstract, uh, theoretical ideas, when you try to put them into, into work... What do you think is going to happen to the quote-unquote little guy? I'll tell you what's going to happen. <sighs> Famines, sickness, disease, deaths. It always happens. And then when the people rise up and say, hold them up, man, this fucking shit ain't working. Oh, more debts. Why? Because uh, now you're, uh, you know, you're, um, and you're doing uh, anti-government, uh, anti-government behavior type shit. So once people start speaking up, they start getting arrested. They start going to jail. Start getting killed. It happened in China, in Cambodia. Happened in Cuba, happened in the Soviet Union, happened in Nazi Germany, over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> these motherfuckers, these stupid motherfuckers on TV, these actors, these elitists, these Bernies, these Ocasios, these fucking assholes out there think you're stupid. As a matter of fact, they're counting on your ignorance. The left, the radicals, are counting on your ignorance. Because they know. They know that there's a higher probability that you don't give a shit, that you don't know about these things. All they need to do is rile you up a little bit. 
Oh, look at all this racism. Uh Uh-oh, rile you up. Rile you up a little bit. They constantly live in crisis, these leftists. And, uh, you know, there's a saying out there. Some of you know it. Some of you younger cats probably don't know it. Never let a crisis go to waste. That was said by Attorney General Eric Holder back in the day. Remember with the whole coronavirus, uh, everything like, what the fuck, right? All of a sudden, right? Like, what the hell? Oh, resurgence, whatever. Like, you know what? Go fuck yourself, resurgence. Mask, not mask, pinch of mamadas. Do I remember that trillion dollars? Oh, shit, everybody forgot. Remember? Only 300 million went to the people. That little check you got. Remember all that other money? Who got it? Where did it go? Who knows? Who gives a fuck? Why? Because that's what they fucking do. Never let a crisis go to waste. That's what fucking politicians do. But see, it's a perfect storm. Why? Because if you don't pass this corona bill, you're seen as wanting people to die of corona or something. And of course, being a politician, you got to worry about the next election. So you got to do shit that sometimes politically you don't want to, but it's the best political move. So then you have stupid shit like this. Trillion dollar down the fucking drain. Over a fucking flu with a death rate of 0.26. You know what that means? That means out of a thousand people, 2.6 people will die. That's what that means. We need to open our eyes, dude. We need to fucking open our eyes. Because if we don't, and if we just sit back and say, man, you know what, I don't give a fuck. You know, people say, man, I don't get political. It's because some people don't know the, don't know how to properly engage in political theories. You know what I'm saying? So they'll start, yeah, you're fucking stupid because you're voting for Trump or the other saying, oh, you're fucking stupid because you're voting for Hillary. Right? We need to get beyond that because... That division, that division between us, when there's so much that we can agree on, that division between us is what they're, what they're counting on also. These far leftists, these Antifas, these anarchists, these uh, social organizers, um, uh, community organizers, and social engineers, these elitists, these professors, these sociologists. That's what they depend on, and that's what they're counting on for us to be at each other's throats. About statues and about stupid shit. But then the politically savvy insert themselves. Then we got the Antifas. And see, so we already went over the Marxist ideology says everything needs to be destroyed. So when it needs to be destroyed. So when you see what's going on, on the TV, when you see all this stuff, at least now you know where it comes from. You know, we had a perfect storm. Um, with um, with lockdown coming out, right? People were coming out of lockdown. People were bored and whatever. And then this stuff happened. And then you have the agitators. See, the thing is, how many people get shot by cops every day across the country? How many people die of all kinds of criminal activity and nobody gives a fuck? Nobody gives a fuck about the hundred people that got shot in the past week in Chicago, nobody gives a fuck. Where's Black Lives Matter? Where's Jesse Jackson? Where's uh, Al Sharpton? Where are they? 
How come they're not marching through the streets of these inner cities every single day? Why? Because there's no money to be made. That's what they're all about. They don't care about the little guy. These folks are political maneuverers, okay? They're politically savvy. They know what they're doing behind the scenes. And it's not nothing secret. It's not conspiracy theory. No. People who are involved in in, 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 um, in political organizing and, and uh, campaigns and stuff like that, they you, you know these things. They teach you these things. I just talked about how I was involved in a in a grassroots effort for Ted Cruz um, in the um, in the you know in the presidential primary season. And while we're doing all this all these things um, for the campaign on the grassroots level, we're spreading amongst each other. We're an, we were an army of uh, I think I don't know several hundred thousand, uh, if not a million or five hundred thousand. Anyhow. Spreading information throughout our networks across the country, information, polling data, numbers. Uh, I mean, dude, the night of the election, I had my screens up. <laughs> this is how much of a political junkie I was at that time. I had my screens up with all the different states, the important states with the, um, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the, um, the counts coming in. Uh, so see, each state has their attorney general's office, and they're the ones that, that certify all the results. So I had all the states coming in in the different time zones, looking at the numbers coming in in the primaries and stuff like that. Super Tuesday, like, dude, it was freaking crazy. That was my that was my gig. But anyhow, what I was getting at is that we we spread information throughout the uh, throughout this network of people, hundreds of thousands of people, information of of what was going on on the other side, you know. So, so, so these things that we, that I see, that I see specifically because I'm talking about my experience. So when I see these things on TV, these movements, these, everything that's happening like right now, I see political activity. That's what I see. I see a, a get out the vote uh, effort. You need to agitate people and get out the vote. See how racist America is? That's why we need a vote. And see, you're starting to hear that more and more and more. When it's when it can't be a neutral thing, we're like, hey, we're against police brutality. Yeah, make sure you vote Democrat in in November. What the fuck? Hold them up! I thought we were standing up for police brutality. No, 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 no. See, this is a just make sure you vote Democrat, right? It's that these people are, are smart, and like I said again, I'm not saying this to you, my listener. I'm saying this to the general American population. These people are smarter than you. And you share their stuff on the socials. You get into arguments with your families on the socials because they won't say because your grandma says all lives matter. So I guess I guess Grammy is a racist, right? Right? Some people on my feed like, wow. I'm I'm just sit back like I don't I don't I don't interject my my feed. You hardly won't hear no fucking political none. You're gonna see some motivational shit. You're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna have some fun on my feed. None of this nonsense, right? But on my feet, I'm seeing people fighting with their family members and whatever. Why? Because mom says all lives matter and whatever. And like, it's just fucking stupid, people. It's fucking stupid. You know, in the neighborhood, we hang out every Sunday here. 
down the street and uh, we play volleyball. And uh, so we, this group of guys, and we're all like a big family. We went to school together, and then uh, of course they're the big family. They got the nephews and everything, and we all hang out. And see, there's so many varying. Well, <laughs> I take that back. Not so many. There, of course, there's very people's um, you know ideas and stuff. It varies across the board, all over the place. But you know. Um, even though even though some of them uh you know lean left they vote democratic and stuff like that and like you know i vote conservative i i so that means i vote right you know i vote uh, republican uh but we still get along great why because there's other stuff that bonds us you know there's more important things that hold us together in our neighborhood because they live two blocks you know two three blocks down the road and we went to school there's these bonds that 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 are way way stronger than how the fuck you voted? So when I see people on the socials fighting with grandma and auntie and whoever the fuck because they're politically, you know, and I used to be like that. When there was a moment, but you know, as 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 I tried to I tried to evolve my thought a little bit and and you know I tried to seek some wisdom in it all. You know, I got away from the trolling and stuff. It was fun and sharing the jabbing and this and that, and even sometimes trying to just. Um, uh, interject yourself when you hear somebody saying something that you know is a lie or whatever and then you come in with the actual like that shit doesn't even matter anymore statistics you know about about how many people actually get shot by police and their color and their age and this and that you think you think the left cares about statistics you know they say that the right is anti-science but these motherfuckers are the worst anti-science people ever statistics don't matter the narrative matters. I mean, like, really, like, come on, man, we're not fucking stupid. Who's really against, not against science, but, you know, they deny it, right? They call people deniers and shit, right? Then They deny science, anti-science. Christians are anti-science. A man could be a girl, and Christians are anti-science? What the fuck am I missing here, Right? FBI statistics of actual cop shootings and the races of all of, of, of the actual government statistics by the fucking FBI. Who cares? No, it, they don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So who's the science denier, right? The left. The far left, the radical left, whatever the fuck. I'll say radical left because, dude, what happened to the old liberal? You know, the... The the uh, the John F. Kennedy uh, Democrat, you know, the, Ronald Reagan um, uh, was a Democrat, but then he became Republican. But he brought a lot of blue collar American worker Democrat folk, you know, uh, over to let's say the Republican side or the ideological spectrum. The regular folk. Where are they? That that Democratic Party doesn't exist anymore. You think John F. K. would be admitted into the de- into the de- into the Democratic Party of today? Absolutely not. It's not that the, it's not that the left, mind you. The division is is so. So we have your classical liberals, then you have your old school Democrat. <clears throat> Then you have your far left, modern, far left, socialist type, you know, or, or Casios or whatever the fuck, right? 
So your JFK type uh, Democrat wouldn't be allowed into the Democrat Party today. I mean, it's just, he's just too moderate, you know. So, so there's a big there's a big change happening. Uh, and and then the old G Democrat, they're too um, Democrats, they're too Weasley to stand up to the radical elements within their party. You know, so so instead they they see they um. You know, they take a knee <laughs> for the for the lack of a better term. They take a knee to the to the young, uh, more radical element within their party. So then, that's why you hear about the rich and and you know they just tax the rich or you have who? Why do you have so many boats and all this stupid shit like that? You know, when when you hear. Um, people talk to you this way, a politician, a broadcaster, an influencer, if they're talking to you about somebody else's money and, and why they have that much money or what they should do with their money, like, who the fuck is you? Since when did we start caring about what other people make? How does that affect you? How does, that, how does my neighbor's wealth affect me and my decisions that I make in life? Whether I work my ass off and bust my ass and save my money and live a, a frugal lifestyle to where I can save something and buy something. How does that person's wealth affect my decision making? Why am I supposed to hate people with wealth? It's always some straw man, the rich, the racist. Always some straw man. Always a straw man. Always with the left, with the straw man. Don't be used, then. Don't be used. They're smart. These people are smart, and they're tactical. They will use you. They will use you. And they will spit you out. What they care about is power. In the end, um, they can see conserving. What exists is a good idea. You know, there, there can be some stuff that modernizes over time, that evolves over time, but naturally. Some stuff, you know, happens abruptly and uh, whatever, okay, fine. But for the most part, generally speaking, we want things to evolve naturally. In society, in, you know, in, in society. Yeah, definitely in society. And what we're trying to preserve, you know, what we're trying to conserve is, first of all, our founding. Because from that moment on was the beginning. So remember earlier uh, the destroy what came before? But see, here's the difference, though. Big difference. Beautiful. And I thank you. Um, um, so see, the difference was what what they intended to do was was break the chains that bonded them to their old structure they wanted liberty they wanted independence right but at the same time they didn't destroy everything that came before they took the best of what came before you know uh, uh british common law right but but the the founders were wise men they were so wise i mean oh my god 
I don't think you could have asked for a, a, a better moment in time. These men, they, they, they knew the wisdom of the scriptures, right? First and foremost. But not only that, um, British philosophers, you know, in British common law, uh, French philosophers, they, they knew the history of the Roman Empire. They saw what was good in the different Greek states. That's how they came up with our system. By looking at the different systems in the Greek states, the republics, the, 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 the pure democracies, the tyrannies, and this and that. Um, and they picked the best systems and, and delineated as power as much as they could, where they gave the power mostly to the people. By looking back in time, they came up with an idea by taking parts, okay, playbooks, right? So the Communist Manifesto was a playbook that hasn't won any Super Bowls. I told that to Dyron. So the playbook, the Communist Manifesto hasn't won any Super Bowls. What the Founding Fathers did in establishing America is they took the playbooks from all these different uh, Super Bowl champs, right? From years past. And looked at their playbooks and said, you know what? I'm going to take this, this stuff from this playbook. I'm going to take this stuff that works really good. This plays worked really good for these guys over here. They pounded it over here, over here, right? And then out of, out of all of that badass wisdom that came from all these different playbooks, they made a new playbook. But by picking the best parts of all that other stuff, and they put it together, and what they put together was the system that we live in today. You know, the separation of powers, the two, the two house, the House of Representatives, which represents the people, and then the Senate, which is supposed to represent the states, right? Then you have the 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 federal uh, judiciary system. Then you have the administrative branch. All these different things, and then how we vote for electors uh, and the electoral college and all this. They took all of that stuff into consideration when they were developing this system. It wasn't just some theoretical thing that they pulled out of their asses, like fucking Marx and Engels and all these fucking uh, far left, um, um, uh, these far left radicals that we hear on TV and see uh, in Washington. Some theoretical, abstract idea of governance that has never succeeded. We're supposed to try that. We're supposed to destroy all of this and try that. They're counting. They're counting on it. On your ignorance. They're counting on it. Damn, man. I just scratched the surface. <laughs> Woo, we're on fire, baby. I'm going to take a quick break. I need a drink. And uh, I'll be right back. So uh, just sit tight, people. All right. Woo, we, man. We, uh, we're on fire here today. And I... Uh, Anyhow, let's keep going. I don't know how much longer I can I can last on tonight, but we're going to keep going. Okay, so um, let's keep at it. So we see what this movement has become, right? And then, of course, one of the champions of the far radical left is uh, this, this guy named uh, Sean King. We all know who he is. He's an influencer. He's an activist. Uh, you know, he's down with the fight in the struggle, of course. He's a Marxist, and uh, he wants, you know... 
he knows what's good for you, for society, while he lives uh, in the uh, lap of luxury. Of course, like all good Marxists, of course, um, these folks, um, these, these Marxist leaders usually come from uh, affluent families. I mean, Che Guevara was, was from an affluent family. They, I mean, they, they, these people are hypocrites, you know. They're fucking hypocrites. They talk about you should live one way while they live a different way. I mean, we saw this clearly with the shutdown, you know. Some of these mayors, some of these governors, even people on the street, they didn't give a fuck that you didn't earn money. Just shut it down. Why? Because the state said so. Because why? Because you're a good little Marxist, you're a good little Nazi, and you know that you're a war of the state, so you surrender real quick. You take a knee. How interesting. These motherfuckers out there taking their knee are surrendering to the state. And not even the state, like the government or Trump or anything like that. No, the state of, of, uh, of this... What is it? This, this, um, you know, the, the, they have the phrase like political correctness, right? It, it, it's becoming something more than, than, it's becoming almost its own entity. You know, where it's like, it's growing tentacles all over the place. You know, so when you take a knee to this, to this idea of, social justice or whatever it's sort of like you're taking it like you're bowing you're surrendering you're taking a knee surrendering to to uh, that structure or that idea uh or shit almost even like an idol you know it doesn't have to be a statue you're idolizing this idea almost like a god you're taking a knee to this idea of of social justice You know, there's a story in the Bible, I brought it up last time, there's a story in the Bible where where uh, the king of Persia, uh, you know, was telling all the Jewish people that they better bow to this one big-ass statue that he made of himself or whatever the fuck. And there was these three kids that said no, right? And he threw them in the fire and they didn't burn uh, because, you know, basically that translates to like Jesus was in there with them or God was in there with them and he protected them from the fire. You know, uh... I, in my heart, believe something happened that in that story, you know, but I also see it as a metaphor also. You know, that one chick that stayed standing up in the women's soccer team, um, she was, or probably, I don't do Twitter, right? So, I don't know, you know, her name, I don't know who she was, whatever, I just saw the picture of her, and I salute her boldness, right? Because while everybody was taking a knee, to the idol of of um, of the king of Persia, who considered himself a god of some sort, right? These three kids stood standing. They got thrown in the fire and they survived. I don't know what this what this young lady is going through or has gone through on the socials or whatever. And that's like a metaphorical fire, right? Because you're gonna get incoming from all over the place. What's wrong, you know, bitch? Why didn't you take a knee and you're not down with the struggle, whatever, right? But see that. Being thrown into that fire, when the fire is coming from all over the place, she stayed standing. That means her principles are greater, are bigger, are stronger, are more solid than any of those other players that were taking a knee. And they will not get washed away with the storm. And it, and it will not, she will not be consumed by the fire that may or may not come for her taking a stand by not bowing down to the idol of political correctness. You know, the, the radical left hates religion, but golly, man, these fuckers, they're, 
the most religious people. You know, they talk shit about Christians. They talk shit about um, Jehovah's Witnesses coming to your door. Right? They hate religion. But look how they behave. If you don't take a knee, they're going to punch you in the face. You know? If, you're, if your business doesn't say Black Lives Matter, they're going to boycott your business, maybe burn it down or attack it. That was <laughs> Anyhow, this, this uh, reprobate, and I'll call him a reprobate. He's a reprobate. This white kid. His name is Sean King. He's a white kid. Um, apparently, he's a he's a he's very smart. I guess what well, people say. Well, people follow him, so apparently he 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 knows something. I guess he knows a he knows a thing or two of a of a thing or two. <laughs> this white boy. I don't, what, who's somebody said he's black. He ain't fucking black. Anyhow. Um, he um, said something uh, interesting uh, the other day. Um, he uh, said that uh, we should tear down, well, he said we generally, should tear down all images of the white Jesus, right? Uh, let me have his quote here. Um... He says, um, he blasted all murals, stained glass windows. This is another tweet where he reinforced his original tweet. Uh, they should break stained glass windows of the white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends. You know, it's all racist propaganda, he says. Um, if you are a believer, if you're a Christian... And, um, you know, and I've seen some of my Christian friends on the socials sharing uh, this guy's stuff. They didn't share that one tweet where he said it's okay to tear down uh, the Jesus pictures, right? Este, if you're a believer and you follow this guy and you think he has some something to say, some wisdom to say, I would say, you know, I don't know. I would probably want to, you know, this guy's poison. Because what is he saying when he says it's okay that we should tear down Jesus' pictures? What is he saying? It's not an abstract idea. Yeah, let's tear him down. Yeah, abstract. Burn it down. Abstract. Abstract. Burn it down. Tear it down. That's an abstract idea. You know? Theoretically, yeah, we should burn it down. We should tear them down. Theoretically. Metaphorically. That's not what he's talking about. Remember, this is a far-left, counter-revolutionary type person. What he's saying is, he's okay with people going into your church. If you're a Catholic, see, most, a lot of Christian denominations don't, some do, but don't uh, have, you know, like images of Jesus or whatever, right? But the Catholic church has statues and images and stained glass windows. So he's basically saying... It's okay, people, to go to those Catholic churches and break all these white Jesus statues and break all these white Jesus uh, murals and stained glass. He's saying it's okay for them to come into your church in your neighborhood to break down these things. Now, you as a believer, are you okay with that? 
Did you know he said that? And if you didn't know he said that, why? How could it be that you didn't know he said that? And if you know he said that and you're okay with it, then if you're okay with what he said and you think it's okay, then good little Nazi. Hitler would have loved you. Good little fascist. Mussolini, oh man, you would have been a fucking corporal. And Mussolini shit. Good little comrade. Fucking Stalin. Man, he would have loved you. Then he would have shot you in the back of the head. But still, he would have loved you. At first. You know, and I don't say these things to be provocative. I'm not saying these things to be a troll. I'm saying these things because I've studied history. I'm studying history as we speak today, yesterday, last week, the week before, last summer, the year before, over and over and over what happened in Soviet Russia. For some reason, I'm, I'm just so attracted by, 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 by Russian history, by Soviet history. I want to know what happened in there. And the more I learn, the more <sighs> horrified, <laughs> like, not even horrified, I don't even know what the right word is. It's just like, when you see what happened inside the Soviet system, it would blow your mind. And it's all there for you to absorb if you wanted to. When you hear about people talking about, um, I'm a democrat socialist. Never mind that front, that first word, democratic socialist. Never, never mind the democrat part. That just means, hey, I'm down with voting. And then the first part says, hey, I'm down with voting. The second part of that phrase says, and I'll take all your shit, all your property. I'll take everything from you. That's what they're saying when they say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a democratic socialist. That's what they're saying. We're smarter than that, people. We're Americans. Fuck. We're most prosperous people. The most prosperous society in human history. We're a part of it, and that's not by. That's not uh, uh, some coincidence. It didn't happen by mistake, by error. It's the principles that are the bedrocks, that are the, the, the ideals, the fundamental ideas of our society is what perpetuates our society. But there is no perfect society. There will always be rot from within. And what we're seeing right now is that rot manifesting itself. That's what we're seeing right now. And behind the scenes, there are people that are moving things, you know. And I'm not saying like, you know, it's too easy to say like, um, what's that one? The Illuminati, right? Yeah, like that's a group. It's a group of seven men in a fucking smoke-filled room somewhere in wherever the fuck controlling every single movement of seven billion people on Earth. That's pretty fucking stupid and ridiculous. Now, when I'm talking about these these social um, uh, groups, right? These nonprofit groups, these community organization groups, they're everywhere. This isn't this isn't some some um, 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 theory. What is it? Cons this isn't some conspiracy theory. No, that's what that's what people do. That's what the Tea Party did. These Tea Party groups, what they did is they 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 made um, nonprofit groups, and in and 
and what these nonprofit groups do is is they allow you to educate people on you know and, and what they chose to educate people on was on you know the Constitution and these type of things you know American history and those type of things so okay yeah you can raise money as long as you're non-political and funny not funny actually pretty fucking disgusting but but you know when a group when a these groups are supposed to be non-political meaning meaning they can't they can they can promote ideas but they can't promote um um politicians and they can't be at rallies for politics you know they can't involve themselves that way but groups on the left constantly break the rules that have been set up for these non-profit groups you know, groups on the right try their best to, to stay within the lines. And that's the difference between, let's say, the right and the left. The right um, seems to uh, usually want to stay within moral boundaries of law and order and these type of things, you know. The left is like anything goes by any, by any means necessary. It's what the, what the left does. And the problem uh, for us, let's say, on the right battling the left is that we we play by the rules it's just that that's that's our that's that's our nature that's why we're conservatives that's why we follow the rule of law that's why we love the second amendment that's why we love all the amendments that's why we love destruction we love history because that's that's who we are that's who we are that's who that's what we want to preserve that's what we want to conserve, right? That's what we want to teach. American history, the founding, all the good stuff. But what the left does, and their educational purposes, seems like, they, their educational purpose is to educate on how bad America is. How they killed the Indians and how uh, the smallpox, right, and everything. It's and see, it all comes from the Marxist ideology, right? Uh, Columbus wasn't a hero. He was a, a, a what? A genocide, <laughs> right? They blame him for genocide. They blame him for all kinds of shit, right? Why? Because it's a Marxist ideology. We got to destroy everything that came before. Columbus, all of it, right? That's what it's all about. So. When they make their nonprofit groups, they teach about all of this stuff, uh, the negative parts of our history. They focus in on all the negative stuff. And that's what they teach. You know, we can bring change. Um, to society, and I, I've, I constantly talk about this. If you're new to the show, you can go back to listen to some of the older shows. We know what we're about here, but we can make change in society. Holding a placard on the corner, smashing some windows, right? Burning down the Macy's because they're part of this oppressive system of blah, blah, blah. That doesn't change shit. As a matter of fact, you might ruin your fucking life. By choosing to participate in that destructive behavior. Because we are a society of laws. We are a society of laws that must be 
maintained. Order must be maintained. It seems, you know, we see these images on TV like the purge. It looked like the purge. And I mean, some nights in, in New York City, oh my goodness, there's videos out there. Please, people, look at these videos of the craziness, not of the peaceful protests. And, I, you know, that's what the news will show you. They'll show you the peaceful protests. Sure, they will, of course, because that's the image that they want to implant in your mind. They want you to, to, to see the peaceful protests. So when you hear about other stuff going on, you know, it'll make you question it, whether it's even true or not, or, or, or whatever, or maybe even to separate the elements. But they don't even do a good job of separating the elements. They don't even do a good job of reporting the violence, the violent parts uh, of what's been going on. You know, they just gloss over, gloss over all of that. I need a cigarette. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is live. <sighs> We're recording live, so you can expect, you know, some things to happen. Like me losing my fucking train of thought. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe I need a sip. So these groups out there, they'll agitate, they'll, um, you know, they're prepared, they know what they're doing. Now, it's no coincidence that uh, as soon as these uh, protests, you know, these peace, these actual peaceful protests started, uh, you know, that shit started getting burned down and destroyed. Why? Because they have um, Antifa guys there, their apparatchiks out there and they're ready for that. You know, the anarchists are ready. There's a lot of them out there. And it's all there for you to see. It's all there for you to search. Instead, dude, I was going to get into. <laughs> I'm holding in my hand The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. All right? Thoughts on the nature of mass movements. Well, we're going to get into that a little bit. But, uh, man, um, I'm actually, so we are out here uh, right now, and it's, it's a pretty nice night. Actually, I hear the people are. Starting to celebrate 4th of July, 4th of July a little early. Uh, we've been over a lot of content, man. And I still had so much more to get into. Um, but my mind is getting foggy. So I think we're going to cut it short. But it's okay because uh, I still have all my notes. And I still have all the other things that I want to talk about. So that will be for the next one. And uh, I want to apologize to you guys out there. Um, it's been a couple weeks uh, since Dyden has been on. Uh, things been getting a little, a little not hectic, but, but you know, at work and everything's going, uh, everything's back to normal now. Uh, and then actually, I've uh, been uh, putting in a lot of um, um, time studying, getting some ideas together. And you know how we do here. This is thesis after all, so we are gonna, you know, explore this stuff. Uh, and I have a lot of stuff uh, here, especially what I had prepared for today. Look, I have a look one. Hold on. One, two, three. I have three pages of notes here of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, but we'll get into those on the next show. Um, I want to thank you guys uh, for 
hanging out with me tonight. Uh, I hope you learned something. Um, and I hope it, interest, it sparked your interest to want to look into some of this stuff. I'll put some links in the description um, of that video, of the uh, documentary of Stalin. If you're interested in that, you know, I'll put the link to the audio of um, of uh, the True Believer. Uh, so if you want to hear that, it's only a couple hours long. It's not a long listen. It's a really good recording. Somebody actually did it on their own, so it's not like a Liverbox production, and it's not one of these, um, you know. Somebody just did it for the love of reading, which is pretty pretty freaking amazing. So I'll put the link on there uh, for you there, too. The Communist Manifesto, look, guys, it's out there. All you got to do is search YouTube if you want to hear it, if you want to know what's in this book. You know, I, I, you know, you can you can go to Half Price Books. Look, I got this at Half Price Books, $2. You know, um, it's free on YouTube if you want to do the audio. Um, we got to... I can't stress enough, and I don't want to sound like a fucking parrot, a fucking broken record, but it is important for us to know these things. Um, I talked about earlier how it's like ammunition. It is truly ammunition because what we're seeing right now, it's not a, you know, people are talking about civil war, and you probably know this terminology, boogaloo, uh, boogaloo, uh, boogaloo. <laughs> Right, the coming boogaloo time or whatever the fuck. Everybody has all kinds of interpretations to it. Uh, I saw something the other day that looked like a leftist interpretation boogaloo, but then I've seen a lot of interpretations like you know patriotic, you know ex-military, you know patriots prepared for boogaloo. So I guess, I guess boogaloo. <laughs> I guess you got people on both sides, uh, Chema. So yeah, what, what, why are you surprised about that? But anyhow, um, I don't even know what I was talking about there. But anyhow, um, we want to educate ourselves. Oh, the Civil War. So see, um, uh, people talk about the coming Civil War. You know, people wrote about books about it. And you hear some of these uh, radicals on TV, uh, some of these influencers talk about the Civil War. Uh, so see, we are actually in a Civil War, but it is an ideological Civil War. Uh, because... because um, because everything that 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 um, that we are about here, let's say all of the all of the, all of the ideas that made America what it is, are under attack. Um, uh, so it is a battle. It is a battle for hearts and minds at this point. Uh, so what what I want to do here is uh, is just do my part in this battle uh, because it is an important one. Uh, and I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking long term societal change here which will involve politi politics and politicians and government and structures and laws and jackboots and fucking stormtroopers nah come on Jim. I'm like, hey I'm just talking about history I'm just talking about fucking history okay that's all I'm saying you can learn a lot from history I mean the scripture says look back you know there's nothing new under the sun. Look back in time. Look look at the history. So you can look forward. You got to be able to look back to look forward. To, In order to look forward, you have to look back in history. Why? Because things happen cyclically. Cyclical. Right? You can look at history and see trajectories in society. And the scripture says look back. Right? In order to look forward. And how interesting that these fucking leftists, these far leftists, want to burn everything that comes 
before today, right? Burn it all down, right? Everything, nothing's, nothing's good. Columbus, the founding, the uh, Washington was a slave owner. Thomas Jefferson was a slave. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Burn it down. Forget about it. It's no good. Like the burning of the books, right? Erasing of the history. They want to erase history. Why? We're supposed to learn from history. How are we supposed to look forward? So let, let's just, real quick, before I wrap up here, let's just, real quickly, how would their world look? And I say they like, you know, the radical left. How, how would their world look? With no history to look back to? In order to know what's coming forward? When, when you hear somebody say that they're down with socialism, that they're down with communism, that they're a Marxist, that they are trained Marxist, they're telling you a lot. And a lot of them, a lot of these youngsters, I think, are confused because they don't really understand what it is as, as well as, let's say, the, the professors and the, um, you know, these, these, these uh, agitators and, and, and organizers, right? And engineers, societal engineers. Um, they know what they're doing. But I think they confuse a lot of these youngsters. Because you tell somebody young that you're going to get free college and free this and free that. I mean, okay, great, free, okay. But they don't know what cost that it comes with. You surrender your sovereignty. You got to surrender your sovereignty, your decision-making. You don't own property. You don't have a car. That car won't be yours. Nothing will be yours. House won't be yours. You surrender everything to the state. So that person who tells you that they're down with Marxism, communism, socialism, they're basically saying, I don't care that you... You're not an individual to me because of what I believe in. My belief system says that I can take all of your shit, your house, your kids, whatever. All for the good of the state. Is that what you want? Are you down with that? Are you down with this movement? What's happening right now? Maybe you maybe you want to raise awareness against political, I'm sorry, against police brutality. And that's a good thing. And please, if that's what you're doing, go for it. Go for it. But just be aware of everything else that's going on. Stuff that maybe that you might not want to have, want to have a part in. You know, that might not want to have anything to do with. Because you have children. Because you have a little one who's going to inherit what you leave to them. What we leave to our children. It's going to matter on what happens. In the next few days, in the next few months. 
in the next few years? Do you want to leave your children better off than you were? Or do you want to surrender their future to an abstract idea, a theoretical city? Like in Plato's Republic. I don't think so. Don't be sheep. Don't become sheep. Stand for something or you will fall for anything. That's wisdom. That one young lady who stood alone for the anthem while all the other cowards took a knee, I salute her. Be her. Be her. Be the lone voice that says a lot. If you are the lone voice, that says a lot. That says a lot. Hi, people. Time to get to it, huh? Time to get to it. Time is now. It's always the time. Every day is now. Every, t every day is the time is now. Y'all know what it is. All right, thanks, guys. I want to thank you guys. All right, check your feed soon. We're going to have more up. Uh, we're going to... I'm not even done with today's lesson. <laughs> with today's lesson, children, but I dismiss you, children. Uh, thank you for behaving uh, while school was in session. Uh, so go have yourself a good rest of the day, pupils. And I will see you uh, the next time around. All right, guys. Thank you. Love you. See you soon. Peace.